We are The Table, and we are so glad that you have taken time out of your week to join us. Here at The Table, it is our hope to move you forward in life and faith over the course of this message. At The Table, we do things just a bit differently. We pose questions in real time, and we want to give you some time to wrestle with those questions as well. Again, thanks for joining us, and we hope that this message moves you forward. pull out. I don't have my seatbelt on. I'm looking at my phone trying to find a song. I'm driving down the street in Joliet's finest. (laughs) See me. Lights start going. I pull over. He says, sir, you have a headlight out. So I want y'all to keep this tally. No seatbelt on my phone, headlight out. He says, can I see your license and your insurance? No problem, officer, give him my license. Scrambling, can't find my insurance. I realize, ooh, I know, I got it, I got it, I got it in my phone. (laughs) So now I'm getting nervous. I find it. Aha! He comes back after checking in a couple times. You got it yet? No, not yet, officer. I'm going to find it. I pull it up on my phone. He looks at it. He says, zoom in. Expiration date, September. Are you keeping tally? I say, but wait. No, 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 no. I got insurance. So now I'm checking emails, I'm trying to sign in, I can't find nothing, I'm just all over the place. So because it's a red and blue light party, you can't have a party unless you got a plus one. And then the plus one had a plus one, and then that plus one had a plus one, so before you know it, we got a whole disco happening. So then there's an officer that comes up on the other side while one is checking me out, and I'm just ner- I'm nervous, y'all. And I'm sitting there, and the officer on the right side, because you know, or maybe you don't know, <laughs> they, they do this thing where they're kind of behind you at angles that you can't quite see them. Some of y'all are like, yeah, I know all about that. Others are like, what? what are they? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so one of them on this side of the car, he says, His tags are expired. Are you keeping tally? I said, oh, man. So now I'm in deep now, y'all. And when you get real deep, you got nothing else to do. That's when we look for God, right? So you know what I did. What did I do, anybody? No. 
And you know what? I'm real glad that y'all said that because it sounds good in moments like that. Like all of a sudden you get sanctified and holy and oh, oh, our Father who art in heaven. How, how? No, you know what I did? I went right into my bag. Thank you, table. I said, sir, 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 um, oh, please forgive me. I'm, I'm a new pastor in the area. I'm a new pastor. I live just, just around the corner, sir. And they looked at me. And he came to the car. And he gave me my license. And he said, you need to take care of the things you need to take care of. Have a good day. And I drove away. And it took me about 15 minutes for my heart to return to my chest. And I was freaking out. But then I had this thought that in such the very moment that I needed more God than ever, although I wasn't thinking about him, he was thinking about me. And in that very moment, I experienced like this undeniable favor of God because you took the tally. How many, how many strikes was that? Look, y'all like five, six. <laughs> Count kept tally real good because all of the things added up to somebody getting arrested. Me. Some, it all added up of what could have happened, what should have happened, but for some reason... It did not. So I just want to ask you a couple of things and share with you a couple of other things. Our passage today comes from Psalm 139. Because we need to know something about the strange way that God moves in our lives, that we can start expecting strange things. See, we got it mixed up. Because when somebody calls us strange, it's like we have to defend it and become normal. But I'm telling you, as a believer, you ought to walk in that strangeness. We don't play by the same rules. We don't have to deal with the same stuff because we serve a God that does strange things. And the situation may cause for one thing or one response, but we serve a God who can take all of the facts, all of the strikes, and somehow, some way, change the outcome. Because I'm telling you, I was trying to figure out who I can call for bond. Keith said, you can call me. <laughs> because everything added up. But there comes a point when God intervenes in these strange ways that you have to recognize that it is not luck and it is not happenstance. You have to realize and you have to understand that it is not by chance. And you know how I know? That's when y'all say, how do you know? Because then I remembered that there was this one time that I was dating Victoria. And I was trying to impress her real good. And I took my little check to the currency exchange. I got my $1,000 all in 20, so I have <laughs> Big old knot, ready to take her out, whiner and diner. I was driving, she and I on the highway in Cleveland. 
in a suburb of Cleveland. I got pulled over. Officer says, you have a headlight out. I didn't. He says, your registration is expired. It wasn't. He said, you have a warrant for your arrest for tickets that you did not pay. That wasn't true. He asked me to step out of the car, and I stepped out of the car, and it's why the cash fell out of my pocket. Yeah, y'all like, ooh. I told you I worked for that. That was my check. But you know what it implied. So before you know it, I'm on the back of the car in handcuffs. Why the cash on the ground? Now they want to search the car. Do you have any drugs? Have any weapons? They take this pretty little lady and put her in distress that she didn't even realize was real. He got any weapons. They search me. They cuff me. They take me to whatever the jail, I don't even know what city it was in, whatever. It was some suburb I'd stay out of for reasons like that. <laughs> I'll just be real with you. <laughs> but that resulted in an arrest, a holding cell, a court date, a fine, and embarrassment to this woman I'm trying to marry. <laughs> and she still married me, though, so I don't know what that says about her or me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I praise God because in the instance in reflecting on the things that I had been through just the other night, I thought about that. And in the case where it didn't add up and it should not have happened, somehow it did. So then I say, well, say, wait a second. So then I go into the text and I start to read Psalm 139, and this is David. David says these words, and I want you to remember these. Write this down, Psalm 139, verses 1 through 7. I need you to reflect on this. I need you to remember this. But here's what he says. David says this. He says, oh, Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. Does he say some things? No. You know everything about me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything that I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me and too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. God sees you and he knows what you need even when you don't. Because sometimes we're seeking what we need from people and we're forgetting the fact that God sees us, God knows what we need, and if people intervene, it is because God made that possible. So here we are. God sees us, God's, God knows us. There's no escaping him. So why, in fact, would we want to live our lives without God? I'm just asking if God knows before you do it, 
He knows before you say it. He goes before you, so in front of you, and he follows you to clean up your... (laughs) If that's what happens, then why do we even take the chance to live our life without God? Why is it that we're looking for God to prove something to us? Because if we just look at what we've been through, I'm not saying it's been all peaches and cream, but if you look at what you've been through, see, the problem is we want to isolate the different parts of our lives, and it's really telling a full story if you would just look. See, we treat treat God like we're just going to jump in in season three of some kind of Netflix show. And everybody knows that if you jump in at season three, you're going to be lost. Because you missed season one. You missed the progression of the characters. You missed the formation of the storyline. You missed the story being told. So if you pick up halfway in between, then you're missing where God has always been present throughout. So I also told you that I was almost in a car wreck, yes? So let's fast forward from episode one that had a to be continued into episode two. So I'm on the highway with my son going home near Larkin Avenue. I hit like this life-size, human-size, eternity-size pothole. And the second I hit it, I knew what it was because the front of the car kind of like took a nose drive. I hear it pop. We're driving, and I'm like, oh, no. I hear the flapping, that awful flapping. Y'all know that flapping noise I'm talking about? It's awful. So we're right there on Larkin. We pull off, go down. We're winding down, come off. It's like a frontage road over there. Follow this. It's a frontage road. I see this thing. This sign says, Wheel to wheel. They gotta have wheels. Look at God. I pull right into wheel to wheel. I go in. As I'm walking up, I'm noticing their garages look way too big. I go in, I say, Sir, I just had a blowout. Can you change my tire? He said, Unless you got a semi. I don't have a tire that's going to fit your car. So I get on the phone. I call the insurance. The insurance that I do have, remember the other episode one? (laughs) They they asked me for a nearest space. I said, okay, cool. I find a place. Of course, that place, I can go to discount tire, whatever it was. I can go there. The tow truck is on its way. They're going to go there, whatever. I call. I make this appointment. They're coming. So me and Elijah, we're just waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. The guy at the register um, in the place that we are, we're kind of going in and out. He said, you guys can stay, get some chips, get the kids something to drink, use the bathroom, whatever. Relax. He's just being super nice. We have this exchange, and he keeps, he says, well, you know, there's another place not too far from the place that I heard you call. You can go over there. They're open later, so you can probably get it fixed tonight. Why don't you call over there? I said, okay, cool. So then as we're sitting there, I ask him, why are you being so nice? And he says this. Catch this. He just says, you know what? Sometimes you just do the right thing just because. If I can help, I just want to help. 
And then, and then he said, because you never know, it may come back to you. And then he stopped himself and said, but even if it doesn't, that's why I knew who I was dealing with now. Because he said, even if it doesn't, in other words, I'm not doing the right thing and the good thing because I'm expecting something back. I do the right thing and the good thing because what's expected of me. You should have said amen. We left. Because you don't do the right thing with the expectation of something coming back to you. You do so with the expectations that are on you by the God that created you. So he's like, okay, do this. So I, I, I take his, I take I take his suggestion, I call back, get another place. They towed the car to the other place that he recommended. I go in, the guy is great. He's telling me, we'll take care of it. He starts working on the car immediately. Me and Elijah are sitting over on the side. They're taking their time, and he keeps coming back. I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry, sir. I have no idea why this guy is apologizing the way he's apologizing, but he just keeps apologizing, coming back every 10 minutes. I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. So this goes on for like an hour and a half. Eventually, the store manager comes over. He sits down. He says, I'm so sorry. He looks at me, Mr. Smith. I'm so sorry. The guy over there, his language is terrible. I think he, he's, he's drunk. He's high. Something's going on. The things that he's saying about black people and Hispanic people is awful. It's terrible. I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. We don't believe in that. That's not right. Let me tell you what we're going to do. He says, the tires that you need, you know what? You really need two. I'm going to give you all four for the price of two. He said, I checked it out, and you terribly need a wheel alignment. But you know what? I'm so sorry. I'm going to have them go ahead and do the wheel alignment. He says, and the sensor that tells you that your car is imbalanced, and that needs to be replaced. I got one in stock. I'm going to go ahead and do that too. No charge. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, And I almost felt bad because I wanted to be like, I didn't even hear nothing the man said. <laughs> but strange things happen when you serve a big God. Strange things take place when you serve a big God. So here I am. He's throwing in all this stuff. All this stuff, this is free, this is free, this is cover, fix this, doing this. And I'm sitting there, and so I couldn't take it no more. I said, sir, I'm really, I mean, I didn't even hear him. He didn't offend me. He said, but I didn't do it expecting that you did here. I wanted to right a wrong because of what's expected of me. And then I started to reflect on really the power of God, y'all. So we get up, I go to pay for my two tires. 
while I got about $1,500 worth of stuff done. And then I'm standing there and I get ready to swipe my card. And the man at the register looks over and he says, sir, it looks like you got a headlight out. Let me take care of that for you because we wouldn't want you to get stopped. a headlight. I almost broke into tears right there at that register. Because it is funny. But I just told you that accident, having a blowout on the expressway could have been fatal. Not only did he save me and spare me from that, it started this chain of events where he blessed me abundantly and then reminded me of the favor he showed me in the week earlier when I should have been in jail and then reminded me of a decade earlier for when that very false accusation had me in handcuffs and embarrass me in front of my woman. You need to understand that you've had moments in your life that were that arrest that should have happened. It was that accident that should have killed you. That was that hate speech or just someone just full of rage and hate that should have impacted you and should have affected you, that should have broken you down. That there are things in your life that God protected you from, kept you from, saved you from, restored you from, all so that you would recognize that a strange God does a strange things when you love him and obey him. The reason that this is important, the reason why you need to have this insight to my life, which y'all nosy behinds. Yeah, I called you nosy. The reason you need that insight, because maybe you don't see in your life how God intervened in this way, but I'm telling you he did. And if you would just humble yourself for a second and think about the things that should have defeated you and tore you all the way down and realize that you're not here today by accident. And if he did it for me in a moment like this, these ain't my only, these are not my only moments. And if you're honest with yourself, transparent with yourself, you'll look and see that you've had many moments just like that where your outcome should have been different. So my question to you is what you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to keep taking for granted that God himself kept you from yourself? That God
Now y'all know why Jeannie be in the back over there in the corner. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> oh, bless God. I'm, I'm so happy to be in a church that we can laugh. I really am. But I don't want you to miss this moment, y'all. God has done some wonderful things in your life and the lives around you, and there's no reason that you can't see him work like that in your life. Every reason, it should have went one way. But because God is who he is, and he does unexplainable and strange things, you can have life, you can have life more abundantly. You can but you cannot miss acknowledging who he is. So I stand before you. This is an action item. This is a, I said, I've been saying that your next step is your best step. You have got to understand these, these days of taking for granted what God has done in your life. I know it's some jacked up stuff that didn't happen. I know there's some things that's causing you all kind of heartache. I know that. The Bible does not say that weapons won't be formed against you to hurt you and harm you. It doesn't say that they won't be formed and they won't attempt. But it does say that they won't prosper. In other words, they won't win. Not they won't hit you. Not they won't club you. Not they won't trip you. But they cannot prosper. They cannot get over on you. They cannot completely defeat you. You've got to walk in the fact that I might be down, but I am not out. I may have been knocked over, but I can get up. I may have tripped. I may have stumbled, but I can rise again because of the God that I serve. And it may seem strange because somebody else would have got knocked down and been out for the count, but because I serve a God that cannot lose, that is the author of life, who gave us a son, gave us a son, that defeated death, defeated sin. Beloved, we got to know. We got to know. God does strange things. But are you all right being strange and peculiar and living a life that pleases God? If you're all right, just clap your hands. Just clap your hands. And maybe... Maybe you sit here and you're like, I'm not sure. This all sound good. Give it a try. Give them a try. Put yourself out there. God, you know what? I can't do this thing by myself. And because David said in Psalm, I go, God goes in front of me and behind me. That means he could either clear a path instead of having to clean up our mess. Which one do you choose? I would encourage you to take a step forward before life knocks you down and have you stumbling backwards. I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. And I challenge you to do the same. This cup, 
Does everybody have one of these? This cup represents God's son, Jesus Christ, whom the scripture tells us that we will not get to heaven. We cannot be with our father in heaven unless we go through the son. Unless we invite the son who died for us, who gave his body. He gave his body so that we could have and be forgiven, so that we would have the opportunity of everlasting life. Why is it the opportunity? Because you have to accept it. If you don't accept it, if you don't abide by it, if you don't buy into it, if you don't ask him to enter you, if you don't allow him and seek him to change your life, then there's a kingdom. You're not in that book. You don't inherit what you ain't in the book to get. Scripture says that every time that we take his body, we do so in remembrance of him. You may eat. And this cup represents the blood that was shed. Jesus, God in the flesh, was crucified, gave of his body, gave of his blood. He died, he was buried, the stone was rolled. He should have been in there, he should have stayed in there, but oh, my God does strange things. When the stone was rolled away, he was not there. He wasn't there. So this blood represents what was shed in his death, but we take it in a celebration of his resurrection. You may drink. And the text says, every time we do so, every time we do this, we do so in remembrance of his son, Jesus Christ. May you be blessed, and may God do some strange things in your life. To God be the glory. message challenged you and moved you forward personally or in faith we encourage you to share it with someone who needs a message of hope today and if you're interested or looking for ways to partner with us in our mission here at the table head on over to thetablejoliet.org for more information